0: welcome into the bad fan podcast i am your host cole carter and we are so glad to have you tuned in with us today on friday april 22nd 2022 happy earth day to you and thank you for listening along on spotify today and if you're viewing this on youtube then i hope you leave a like for today's episode if you're new around here then we would be honored for you to subscribe today becoming a bad fan is easy and is made better by clicking the bell below this video to get notifications for all new videos that we post that way you are always connected with all things bad fan i cannot do this thing alone so i'm joined by my partners in crime brandon pacenick and steven curl gentlemen welcome in it's good to see you how's the week been
1: Great. I'm tired. Work's
2: been long, long days, but I'm happy. (laughs) Steven? Love it. Uh, Yeah, it's been a busy week. I grilled for the very first time in my life yesterday. I know. I ended up grilling a bunch of burgers and hot dogs for... I was a college student, so I work at a church. But um, but yeah, so i never worked a grill before. Confidently lit it. All the things, the propane, the burgers were good. The hot dogs were good. Um, oh my gosh. Wow, so I'm officially a proud. man, so it's a pretty big update. So yeah. That's amazing.
0: You're making me proud over here, my guy. That's awesome. Yeah, you know. Glad to hear it went well. Um, what about you, Cole? Ah, thank you very much. <laughs> uh, rough starts the week. We made it through. Um, been a decently busy week. Um, just been kind of planning some different stuff. I'm trying to work on some transactional things that'll help with the channel. Excited for that over the weekend. And going to the Braves game tomorrow night. I guess tonight, Friday night. Um, so that'll be fun. Hoping the Braves can finally get a series win. We'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, but together, uh, you guys as listeners and us as bad fans, we're gonna take a journey through the world of sports giving you an informative rundown on the headlines that you need to know and discussing our views that may go against the Green Normal fans. But we begin today's bad fan journey with headlines since the last time we talked. And in the NBA, uh, Joel Embiid had a game-winner uh, shot that was a magnificent fadeaway for the big man. Uh, he did finish the night with 33 points, 13 rebounds. The 76ers take a 3-0 lead against the Toronto Raptors. Um, those teams, uh, I think, face off Saturday night um and the raptors will look to stay alive you know not being too far removed from being nba champions but looks like the 76ers might have that series wrapped up Uh, injuries have been a big story in the nba Uh, devin booker uh, guard for the phoenix suns is looking to be out two to three weeks with a hamstring strain Uh, luka Doncic, over in dallas with the mavericks is looking to return for game four Um, he's had a calf injury that has been nagging him now we hear about Chris Middleton of the Milwaukee Bucks. He might be out for the series and potentially the next series if they advance with an MCL sprain. And then in Atlanta, big center, the man who kind of is the glue that holds the team together when they need him. Clint Capella is to be reevaluated today, but he is doubtful to return to the Miami Heat-Atlanta Hawks series with the Hawks down two games already. Uh, ben, big baby Simmons. Uh, is looking to give a return, uh, giving it a shot on Monday for Game 4 against the Celtics. Uh, the Nets are already two games down to Boston, and really this is a team that's been underachieving all season and now being two games down. I don't know if Ben Simmons can really do that much to help the team improve, but he's going to give it a shot after sitting out the entire season. Uh, some of the other series going on. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies on Thursday night were down, I think, 26 points to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And they came back and won that game. Pretty impressive for those young guns in Memphis. Uh, We have the Bulls taking on the Bucks still. um, Mavericks Jazz. A lot of series going on in the NBA. First round. Um, Make sure you stay tuned in. We'll give you guys updates as the series go on. And as those injuries and those players uh, are reevaluated. And we'll see how they look in a week or so. But Steve is going to get us leading off with all things MLB, all things baseball on the bad fan, going around the diamond with the latest from Major League Baseball. Steven, you want to get us started, big guy?
2: Yes, absolutely. Uh, we start our journey off with the most wanted man right now in Detroit, which is Aaron Boone, manager of the New York Yankees. Controversially, intentionally walks slugger Miguel Cabrera, the last at out of the game. He's at 2,999 hits and had that opportunity to hit 3,000 at home, um, taken away from him by the Yankees' manager. After collecting three hits the game previous, um, it looking like he was going to get it done that homestand. But alas, he was met with a ton of boos. Um, The bases were then loaded, and Austin Meadows, the batter after Miguel Cabrera, proceeded to hit a two-run double. So the strategy not working out for the New York Yankees, not working out for Aaron Boone. Um,
0: Anything from the boys to chime in on that one? Um, Aaron Boone is a clown. Um, (laughs) I obviously, I guess I understand the strategy, but also not because I think Austin Meadows is hitting like 384 against lefties. And so it's like, do you take the guy that has almost 3,000 career hits or do you take the guy who's really good against lefties and putting the bases loaded on. I think I'm probably going to take my chances with the guy who's like 0 for 3 on the day. So I think Aaron Boone is a clown. He deserves all the boos, all the criticism. I've never really liked him at all, and it proves even more that the Yankees suck and Ooh. that we don't like them around here. A little feisty over here, Cole. Okay, you know, okay. Nice. Who likes the Yankees? Why would you like the Yankees?
1: <laughs> yeah, <gasps> unless you're from New York. I mean, look. I get the move. It's, it is a baseball, like coaching move. Like you see it all the time. Um, It just happened to be that Miguel Cabrera was at the plate. And I don't think that should get in the way of making the baseball move. If that makes sense. Um, I mean, being a romantic, you're saying it doesn't matter. It's early in the season, whatever, but he's trying to win the game. I think at that point it was one, nothing Detroit in the eighth inning, I believe it was. So, Um, they could have still won that game, and you know, you know, I always say the first games don't matter because they really don't, because you can make up for them at the end of the season. But if they win this one game, and then they win the one wild card by one game, right? Like you can look back and say, "Oh, that move worked." So I get it. Um, but yeah, so stupid. The the stadium was filled too. It seemed like
2: they were all there to try to see Miguel Cabrera's three thousandth hit. But
0: yeah. Yeah, Go ahead.
2: I was going to say another quick note. After uh, Miguel Cabrera collected, I think, three hits the game previously, he was getting asked about, all right, you're at you know, two thousand one hundred ninety nine. How are you feeling about it? And he um, gave a quote, something along the lines after the game of, who gives a damn? We still lost the game. When has baseball ever been about individual accolades as opposed to a team? And so Miguel Cabrera, just pure class also, um, even as the Detroit fans were booing in this one, he was coming off the field after the inning had finally ended, telling the fans to literally calm down, motioning to to take it easy. So
0: Well, Aaron Boone, the opposite of class after the game, talked <laughs> about how in two thousand three Miguel Cabrera stole a World Series from him. So he said Miguel can sleep another night on two nine nine nine.
2: Number one on Cole's hate list, Aaron yeah, Boone. And Brandon it's one. uh inner Miami. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 no. I love it.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, moving on from those Yanks up there in New York, uh, the Braves took on the Dodgers the past couple of days. And if that means anything to you, you kind of realize that something happened between those two teams this offseason. They kind of had a Freaky Friday moment where Freddie Freeman went to Los Angeles and Kinley Jansen went to LA. And it was crazy just to see them in different uniforms in LA. But Freddie Freeman, his first at bat as an LA Dodger against the Atlanta Braves, homers homers against the Braves, and even I think that same game of the game after Kinley Jansen got the save in Los Angeles. So it's really weird seeing those two out of place. Um, I don't know if you guys have the chance to watch, but certainly made me feel weird. Um, also, seeing Freddie give some interviews kind of made me a little bit emotional, seeing him cry, talking about missing Atlanta and his time here. Um, but hey, you know what? Freddie's replacement, Matt Olsen, is having the best start for a Braves since a guy who I think... Broke the home run record, 755 home runs. Henry, clean. Henry, the hammer and Hank, Hank Aaron. That's him. He uh, right now, Matt Olson is slashing 400. He has an OPS of 1.156. Has a couple of dingers and is currently tied for the most hits in MLB and leads the National League with the most hits. So, I think Braves fans should be feeling pretty good right now about that trade off. Um, obviously, still weird seeing. Freddie in LA and having moments together with his old teammates and all that but the Bears should feel pretty good about Matt Olson in Atlanta In uh, the NLE staying there though the New York Mets are the first team to 10 wins I'm going to ask you guys are the Mets legit or are they pretending right now early in the season
1: They're, I'll say very quickly they're as legit as they can be uh, just wait till one or two of the pitchers gets hurt it's <laughs> going to happen yeah
2: <laughs> I am booking my ticket on the train of the Mets. They are legit. I think the thing that kind of finalized it for me was Carlos Carrasco going out in the mound, shoving six innings, seven Ks, no earned runs. And this is a guy that's not named Jacob deGrom, Max Scherzer, or new pitcher Corey Bassett. Uh, But no, I'm believing the hype. Um, I even think with... Francisco Lindor, you have a guy in-house, um, recent signing, but you went off this offseason, got so many different bats, and you have a potential MVP that underperformed last year. So there's so much talent on this roster, um, and the pitching depth is is, is wild. And ideally, hope you don't get any injuries. Um, Max Scherzer's kind of been a tank, um, knock on wood. His uh his past few years of his career, and he's starting off the season. I think three and 4 and zero. So yeah, I'm 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 buying the hype. Um, I think they're going to take some momentum with the Phillies underperforming, the Nationals underperforming, the Braves underperforming right now. Um, so I'm I'm believing it. Something happened. To, something's happening up in Queens this year, and it's going to be really fun to see.
0: Put it down. Mark it down, people. Steve, what's going on in L.A. L.A. Let me tell you about a guy, Shohei
2: Ohtani, recently going out against the Houston Astros, who I think have the ugliest newest uniform in the MLB. It's bad it says Space City. It's awful. Deservingly
0: so. It should be Trash City, but that's okay.
2: Oof. Uh, but yeah, Shohei Ohtani um, goes Bang six innings that. pitched. I know God, <laughs>
0: goes six innings
2: pitched you know. with his last uh, with his last outing. Um, five plus of those innings being perfection um he ended the the outing with 12ks one walk he also went two for four with a double off the left field wall which i thought was going out two rbis he got walked run scored just doing it all the perfect game um was broken up in the sixth inning by a soft single by jason castro but before then um in the top half of the sixth inning um, Nico Goodrum from the Houston Astros tried to lay down a bunt and ended up going foul and was met with boos by his own home crowd in Houston, booing him back into the batter's box for trying to ruin a perfect game with a bunt. So early on in this season, a lot of this old school, no, uh, old school, new school kind of debates happening in these in these random games. Um, but Shohei Otani is the main storyline here. I mean, 12 strikeouts, going two for four. Um, he even laid down a bunt and beat out a ball to first base. He's hitting home runs. He's, he can do it all, um, and, which mm-hmm. begs the question, after winning the MVP, it's a bit premature. All the stats and the numbers might not be there yet, but I'm going to go out and say best baseball athlete ever. Curious about you guys. Is he already one of the best players ever?
0: My only hesitation is, I don't know how old he is. I'm thinking, let's just say he's like 26. I'm thinking he might have like eight solid more years out of him, right? Let's just say that, hypothetically. I mean, if he can continue to produce... pitching or hitting? Hitting. And it depends if he stays healthy, right? So I'm just saying if he has eight more years at the production level he's at now, I'm for sure putting him in that highest, like best player of all time kind of level uh just the fact that he's doing on both sides is so impressive and that he's doing it so often um i think this is a guy that did he steal 30 bases last year like this is a guy that could potentially hit like 40 bombs let's just say steal a minimum 20 bases striking out 175 guys pitching 180 innings or so like that's an incredible stat line that currently we're not seeing from anyone else on the planet so Yes, I definitely think he deserves to be in that conversation just alongside his teammate, Mike Trout.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he's insanely unique in what he does, like you guys just laid out. Um, best ever, hard to say that. Obviously, he is 27. He'll be turning 28 in July, July 5th, actually. So I'm sure there's like a little metaphor you could you could put in there. <laughs> um, but we're being right after Independence Day. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy to watch a dude do it. I think Babe Ruth pitched right and, Mm -hmm. and hit really well. Obviously Um, the game is different. I I, I do respect the history of the game, but the game is definitely different. Nowadays athletes are a lot different and let's be real, a lot better than they were in in the past. Um, So to see a guy that's doing it at this level, um, I don't know if this really matters, but he's foreign, right? Like he coming from a different league. He didn't grow up in, you know, this sort of Western um, baseball world, shall I say. So it's, it's awesome to watch, really. I'm a huge fan of Shohei.
0: Oh, yeah. And he's been doing quick. some funny things too. Like he resuscitated his bat last week. I, saw <laughs> I don't that. know if you guys saw that. That's so great too. So he's, yeah. he's starting to fit in, obviously embracing the game over here, um, which has really been cool to see.
2: Yeah. Another quick note on Otani. Um, He just recently, he had taken losses and back-to-back starts and that was the very first time that had happened in his professional baseball career, including Japan and the time he spent here in the MLB. He has never lost back-to-back starts. And then after he did that, he came out and also his pitch count too, at the end of the sixth inning, I think it was like 75 pitches. So he's doing it efficiently and striking out 12 people. But the guy's a freak. He's a monster. I digress. He
0: he is a freak. (laughs) Thank you for that update on Shohei. Uh, Still in California and out down south in San Diego, there's been some beef. I don't know if anyone saw this, between Luke Voigt and Tommy Pham. After a slide at home plate with Tyler Stevenson, um, I don't think it was a dirty play. I think Luke Voigt just kind of sucks at base running. He's sort of just a big tank, and he – kind of made like a concerted effort to slide the left side of the plate. Um, But Stevenson's body positioning was just really vulnerable at that point and really not much I think that either of them could have done. Um, But Tommy Pham came out with some words after, is this thing going to turn into a fight club, Steve? Uh,
2: That's what Tommy Pham would like, inviting Luke Voigt to his gym to square up and throw hands, literally after the game, using some colorful language in there as well. Um, No, I don't think the slide was dirty. I think it was – I think Luke Voigt knew a little bit what he was doing. The ball reached Tyler Stevenson um, in that kind of awkward scenario with almost too much time, like, waiting on this slide to happen. Um, Luke Voigt extended his hands a little bit up towards the chest and uh, head area of Stevenson. Um, I just think it's unfortunate. Uh, I think there's – Maybe some unathleticism in there with Luke Voigt. Um, But no, I think Tommy Phantoms just fired up that series after getting booed by his former fans. He (laughs) went yard twice, and they are knocking down his boy. Also, the Reds, since the series with Atlanta, have lost nine games. we have gone 0-9, so... I'm sure there's some frustrations there as well, but that'll nah, all blow over.
0: And we can't even forget the comments made by the team's owners and players and fans all around Cincinnati. So, yeah, not quite the fiery start they would have hoped coming from the Reds. But, uh, Brandon, you have any thoughts on the slide? Did you see it?
1: I did see it. Yeah, it just l- looked like unathleticism. Really, uh, it's like he did. He did. It, he he decided too late to slide, and obviously like when you're going down your arms are going to come up just that's how it goes but yeah it, because he slid late he was already like in the body of him so it looks like he was coming down on him to hit him is just it's bad all around
0: but, yeah, i uh, think it's a little bit too much drama for what it really was yeah but
1: who is tommy fam with his five three ass about it who's he gonna
0: take on <laughs>
2: Up I, up and, and get on the soccer
1: field or something.
2: He like was feeling a little high. Field. He went yard back to back games in the first inning, so I think he was kind of riding a little high off of that. Maybe golly <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: he couldn't. He couldn't beat a
1: high school wrestler. Tell him to be quiet. Hey, careful. He might spot, be. Though. He might be listening. <laughs> I'll
0: invite him to Columbus. He has a <laughs> very care. specific set care. of skills, and he <laughs> will find you. Yes. <sighs> I don't care. Tell me fam. Oh my gosh. But be well, quiet. Take notes. All right. Well, moving on, on to the Premier League. I love where this episode is going so far. Uh, on to the Premier League. We're on it today. We're on a different level. Cole brought the it's, spice from the beginning. so you know, it's, it's it's good to have all three guys back. I'm um, good to be back today. Um, but Eric Ten Hag was hired officially by Manchester United, the Ajax Ooh. manager who has won two Dutch Cups, won the Dutch League twice, won Dutch Super Cup, and one unforgettable Champions League run has signed the papers and will be on his way to Manchester United at the end of the season. Um, and through the summer, he'll have a chance to turn this ship around, but what can he bring to United and should expectations be tempered for them as he arrives in Man U?
1: I mean, (laughs) they're so (laughs) bad. They're so bad right now. It's hard to even say like anybody coming in would be, would be good. Like, I don't know, Steve, I'll let you go while I think, because I don't even know how, how any manager <laughs> would help them.
2: I view this situation as a little history lesson here. There's The, the Black Plague is going on, and Ten Hogg has just been asked to be the mayor of the city that it outbroke from, ground zero. Uh, there's nothing he could do. Uh, the, there's so much poison in that club. I wouldn't touch it with a 10-foot pole if I was Tin Hog, A guy that hasn't really – I mean, IX is a good s- stepping point, starting point for him. He was, I think, an assistant coach within the Byron, um, the Byron system. Um, Byron 2, yeah. Byron 2, yeah. But this was really his first big job at IX and I wouldn't necessarily be jonesing to go to that Manchester United product with so many questions. Um they're not a good team. their payroll's too high. And in the past, you've seen them recruiting players like Donny Vandebeek. Um, Ollie Gunner never wanted Donny de Beek and it was obvious. and um, it doesn't seem like the managers, um, the recent managers have been consulted on the recruiting process. so um, there's still clout and reverence for Manchester United being the club that it is. Um, However, this is a team that will most likely be seeing play in Europa Conference League um, next year. So really, you look at Ten Hag, and he's giving up Champions League football um, to go to this Manchester United uh, project that hasn't looked convincing at any point this year.
0: Which is Uh, the better job right now to take, Burnley or Manchester United?
1: Um, um for ten hog or for anybody <laughs> uh man you for ten hog i mean i think he's a great manager um but yeah i also wanted to bring up that i think man you is changing a lot of their office like a lot of their staff people are leaving they're hiring people that actually know soccer or football whatever like that's a big deal <laughs> um i think I don't know if they hired a, like a recruiting guy or like a scout, but they need a top tier scout because people that they brought in have just been bad. You know, like it's, I mean, Vanderbeek is one of them. Like maybe you know he could revive him being he's from Ajax, But
2: dude, I'm curious I don't to see know. as well what uh what Ragnick's role will be because we've had this like ambiguous Ragnick will go up to the office and do this job that is either that they're going to create for him. There's already there. Or what kind of influence will he have? So it's interesting the, to see how much influence um, Ragnik will even have um, after the fact,
0: but it's a good point.
2: Yeah. Uh, on that. Yeah. I think that's, that's a really good
1: point um, because I think he might have that, that old school mentality and bring that, like that bolsterness, if that's even a word to Manu. you, know, like, how people have talked about them from back in the day. Um, so I, I wouldn't take the job. No way. Jose. Definitely um, not from IX. No, I would not trust anything. The man, you owners have to say about what freedoms you'll have in the transfer market. What, you know, any of that. Um, but Eric 10 hog, like IX, being like, such a um what am I trying to say they produce talent right young talent especially um Man you has a pretty good academy as we know they've pumped out a lot of guys so maybe there's something there as well might see a couple new players next year at Al- Anthony Alenga has been really good this year at, um so I don't know it's going to be really interesting. If I were him, I would have waited another year, another half season or something um, just to let an interim guy come in, make whatever transfers out. I think the the transfers going out is the interesting part, right? Because there's going to have to be a lot of those guys moved um, just to make room for any quality players to come in. So it's
2: interesting. And one quick question. I'm curious, just a yes or a no from both of you guys. Paul Pogba is he a part of Manchester United last, next year? Yes or no? Nope. No. No. Nope, nope. Man, I'm ho- I'm gonna say yes just because I still love seeing Pogba when he's at his best. Hopefully he stays for me.
1: I like seeing him at his best too. I think he's really good, but
0: I think he's off to France or Italy. Yeah, I think he's bye bye. I don't think he'll play in the Premier League anymore. But hey, anything can happen. Uh, Manchester United did play though. Um, there was a they sort of we'll get to the nice part first. And the seventh minute, there was an ovation for Cristiano Ronaldo and his partner Georgina. Um, there were people even chanting his name along with singing You'll Never Walk Alone. So, a cool top class moment from the fans at Anfield to um, commemorate and kind of honor the fact that those two had lost their baby son. Um, so a cool tribute for them, but. Ultimately, at the end of the day, there was a game to play, and Liverpool slaughtered Manchester United. I mean, it was 4-0, absolutely diced him up. Luis Diaz scored early with a tapping, courtesy of an assist from Mo Salah, who, in addition to the assist, had a brace on the day. Uh, Salah's first goal came from an amazing pass from Sadio Mane, whose vision to link up with Salah in that moment was just second to none. Um, but Mane did even just pass well, but also finished with a great goal of his own. I think it was a fir- like a first-timer. Uh, really, really poor performance from Man U. Um, I think this is sort of what we've come to expect from them recently, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. Um, also, what we've come to expect from Liverpool, too. So um, I was saying that this game, if Man U showed up, because they have good enough players um to get a to beat liverpool to be honest um that they could win the league for man city um i was trying to be very optimistic also i said ragnick would have to have a really good game that was maybe one of the dumbest coaching decisions i've ever seen um you know going like going against liverpool with 3 in the back like are you on drugs <laughs> like their, their their best players are their wingers and like Phil they, Jones
0: getting his second Premier League start. Maybe it's they, desperation. I mean, Veron's still injured and out, but I don't think I don't think Phil Jones was the one that performed poorly as Harry Maguire at the center of the drama again.
1: Bro, he yeah, he looked bad. I'll I'll pass it to Steve because I think I could keep going, but
2: oof. Yeah. I mean, as I mean, I don't have a whole lot. Liverpool is better than Manchester United and they're better than them to the extent that I thought So, so Yeah. Um, and Manchester United is bad. <laughs> That's really <laughs> all my expert analysis. Mane, good. Salah, <laughs> uh, good. Salah, uh, good. Um, but yeah.
0: In the uh, continued race for the top four, sometimes it just feels like hot potato, like I don't want fourth, I don't want third, I don't want fourth, I don't want third. Uh, well, Arsenal, they beat Chelsea 4-2. to um, It was a great game that you guys predicted it would be but also y'all sort of expected Chelsea to rebound after being bounced from the champions league. Um, the past couple of times they'd had performances like that in Europe or the FA cup, wherever it was, they kind of come back stronger or just had some kind of result. Well, this one went the exact opposite as they had hoped. Brandon, what was the reaction and what happened this game?
1: Yeah. I mean, it was a really good game. Chelsea. I, I was looking at the stat line. It's again, very similar. It's like the real Madrid games, um, where they, they look pretty good. Um, they, you know, they have more possession, more passes and whatnot. It's just, I think their defense is falling apart. I mean, their defense was at one point their strongest, the strongest part of their team, right? right. Like when they weren't scoring goals, their defense wasn't giving up any. So then they would just win when games, one nothing, two nothing. Um, now their offense has to score goals because their defense is giving up four goals a game. So really. Really interesting, but it was a very exciting game to watch. Um, And one last thing before I pass it to Steve. There's a 90-second-minute penalty to Saka. Why do we have VAR if it's not going to be used? It wasn't a penalty. Like, it was never a penalty. Maybe from the initial look over from the peripheral vision of the referee, but, like, someone in his ear is like, No, Sokka pulled him down, actually. He doesn't have to go to the monitor for that. Hey, sorry, you got this way wrong, actually. (laughs) Like, I don't know.
0: It's so bad.
1: They are so stupid sometimes.
2: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't a penalty. But, yeah, this game was, I think for me, it kind of illuminated how far away Chelsea is from Manchester City and Liverpool. Um, Kind of similar profiles. I was kind of comparing Manchester United playing Liverpool maybe as... Arsenal and Chelsea um, expecting Chelsea to be this dominant force against uh, an Arsenal team that's um, kind of been definitely inconsistent at best. Recently. Um, yeah, and expecting, yeah, expecting um, a bounce back from Chelsea, um, some class, some anything. And honestly, the goals that Arsenal got, to the exception of um, Smith-Rowe's goal, was incredibly beautiful. Just absolutely sidefooted into the net. Yeah. The Nketiah brace was sloppiness um, by Chelsea. Um, I mean, yeah. all credit to him getting his getting his first uh, couple goals in the Premier League, um, but it was just defensively just sloppy from Chelsea that just didn't really look cohesive. And even their goal, Timo Werner took a shot that deflected off it, pinballed yeah. like four people or something it was a weird game had a lot of goals definitely had some excitement um but yeah so that's what I definitely got was Chelsea is definitely far off the cuff of um Manchester City and Liverpool Mm -hmm. and they have a hundred million dollar problem on their bench and Lukaku um that just doesn't seem to work when he's on the pitch for whatever reason so they got some issues to figure out but I mean they're not really playing for anything they're in the FA Cup final um so there's, there is that, but, um, but yeah, now Chelsea, Chelsea looking pretty disappointing in this one. And they still have a, uh,
1: ownership issue by the way. So we'll that see is where that, that goes. Also true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Things are not looking bright for the blues. Well, going on to other teams and games in the premier league, uh, our old friend in Atlanta, Miguel Almirón, wins oh. it for Newcastle. They were a one zero win. So it was really big for them. Uh, he's getting his first goal of the year. Despite it being late, uh, we just love getting to see him celebrate. Missing him on the pitch for Atlanta United, but the goal was sweet. Uh, it was a really classic miggy goal. Uh, just a long ball play to him using his speed, playing it off his chest, takes a cut inside, and then slots it into the top left corner of the goal. Just a classic Miguel Amiron goal. I know you guys are excited to see that one. Um, I had that yeah. replay going again and again just watching him. Felt pretty good to see. Um, made me
1: so happy. I should have okay. worn his jersey tonight, but oh, That's seeing that, man. he postcarded that goal. I mean, it was just beautiful right in the top left. <sighs> and him running so, over the fans, man, like just the energy that he brings. Yeah. No one else does it like him, and I love it.
0: And this is a guy three years ago that was Newcastle's record signing, so it's good to see some production out of him. Uh, maybe he can only sneak only like
1: 25 way. million, though. And then they right. signed Joe Linton for 40, so... right. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know, at one point, at one point. um, But hopefully he can maybe sneak his way back into that team as Eddie Howe kind of sorts out what he wants his team to look like next season. Um, But good for him to get that goal. Uh, Everton, they steal a late draw against Leicester City. Where Charleston scored in the 92nd minute, saving Everton for more woes back at home um, at Goodison Park. And then Burnley, they kept up though. They beat Southampton 2-0 with two first half goals just a couple of days after firing Sean Dyche. Um, so they keep pace with Everton and only a one point difference between those two teams. So definitely heating it up down at the bottom. It's uh, back on. It's back on. It, it is back it's on. we to so we'll see how it'll go down. Uh, we've been talking about how Everton should be the team to outclass them, especially with Burnley having no manager. I guess anything can happen. That door is open for Burnley to step up and take what is theirs if they want. Uh, but Man City, they're the ones that are back on top. They've reclaimed the top spot on the table. Um, who wants to take that one? What they see, what they think?
2: Yeah, that Brandon not, not I ended Steve up the game. <laughs> I didn't watch it either. No, no. no. Okay, well,
0: it was uh, some second-half excellence <laughs> from City. Uh, you had Mares, Foden, and Bernardo with the goals. So I guess this is a better question for you guys to pose. Who's going to be the one to stumble between now and the end of the season? If one is to stumble, it's going to be Manchester City or Liverpool.
1: Ooh, that's a really good question. I don't know the rest of the games. They don't play each other again. <sighs> uh, I mean, does, does Man City, no Man City doesn't play Tottenham. They already played them twice gonna say liverpool that's usually their, their kryptonite um liverpool hey, we did Tottenham. beat them
0: twice but you know, right
1: twice. no <sighs> um if either of them play chelsea chelsea can still win i don't think arsenal would be either of them to be honest even on a like really good day for arsenal i honestly think they'll both just win out and man city will win like i it's hard to imagine like they're both so good right now and they're, like just so focused on champions league and um and the premier
2: league like it's 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 awesome to watch i'm gonna go with liverpool winning the title and i'll tell you why um i think we've seen manchester city so many times this year not really play um exciting football um kind of brandon talks about it a lot like a like a machine right which which is great and and they've won so many games but there just seems to be so many goals in liverpool from so many different areas with Jota, Diaz, Mane, Sala. And they have more goals than City this year. And City is a definitely more methodical approach of breaking a team down. Um, And I think the only way that it's still going to be, I definitely don't think this confidently, but I do think Liverpool will win the title Um, And I think it'll just be a couple games where city just maybe drop some points on maybe not necessarily losing any games, um, but just not being able to break down certain teams, um, maybe leaving it too, too late um, to whereas Liverpool, I think they just look um, a more threatening side um, going forward. So Mm. I think that that might be the case. We'll see. Um, And I think, you know, regardless, I think Pep. I mean, he's his eyes are on the Champions League. Um, if that plays into any psyche at all, too, will be will be interesting to see as uh, Champions League gets further and further along. So,
0: hmm. looking, I'm actually looking at their fixtures now. So, Man City, listen along for a second. So, they have to play Watford, Leeds United, Wolverhampton, Newcastle, West Ham, and Villa. So, a mix of a couple of good teams in there. Um, but Liverpool though, they have to play Everton this Sunday. They also play Newcastle. They still have to play Tottenham. They also play Villa. They play Southampton and they also play Wolves. So really, I mean, looking at it. Pretty even. It could be pretty even. I think Liverpool have a slightly harder schedule. I think just because they still have to play Tottenham and Newcastle. I mean, I guess they both play Newcastle, but Tottenham, I guess might be that, um, Nagging point for Liverpool just because I think we've played some of the bigger teams decently well this season, and maybe we can um, be the ones to play spoiler for them as we're still trying to fight for the top four ourselves. So I think that's a game that might see Liverpool drop points and let Man City step um, into first with that sole outright position. A couple of more things from the Premier League a team that's not currently in the Premier League but coming up from the championship is Fulham. They have secured promotion uh, led by Mitrovic. Brandon, how many goals has the band scored this year?
1: I believe it's 40 league goals this year. Incredible. Oh.
0: Um, so <laughs> we'll see if he can manage to sustain that in the Premier League next season. I saw rumors of him bringing in a fellow national. Um, I think he's what, Serbian maybe? Um, bringing in Savic from Italy. He might be a good pairing to have in the midfield with Mitrovic up top, but we'll see what Fulham could do next season. If they can stay up for maybe more than one year, we'll have to see next time around. Mm -hmm. Um, but they'll be coming up to the premier league. The first team to secure promotion to do so. Um, some games to watch this weekend. We kind of talked about some of these teams and what's on the line for them, but Arsenal is taking on Man U, uh, two teams that are fighting for that top four spot for what's left. Um, I guess Steven as Tottenham fans. The best we can hope for is a draw. Maybe so that both teams drop points and Arsenal
2: loss. That's what I want.
0: (laughs) I mean, that's what we need. I guess more, uh, more confident in manu dropping points down the road than arsenal so yeah maybe an arsenal loss Uh, we have brentford versus tottenham christian erickson makes his return to tottenham hotspur stadium i think every game that he has played 90 minutes in brentford has won he's been magical so far in his return to the premier league what can he do against his former club maybe he's making his return to his former club in the summer remains to be seen as his contract is up i've heard those rumors Yes, Liverpool and Everton, they have a big rivalry. Uh, that game will go down. Maybe it's the one that Everton can find something from. Maybe they're that's, the ones to play spoiler.
1: That's what I'm saying. It's the Merseyside Derby. It's big. It's at Liverpool, though. Um, I don't know. That'd be
2: crazy, wouldn't it? I got 6-0 Liverpool.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Okay. Um, yeah. Burnley is taking on Wolves. Burnley's trying to scratch their way out of relegation i guess it depends on what happens with everton and then chelsea and west ham chelsea is coming off of that embarrassing loss to arsenal and west ham is fighting two battles on two fronts they're in the europa league semi-final but they're also sort of somewhat looking to stay alive in the top four race but mostly just trying to find their way to europe next season um well as a somewhat way back to the land we love in the U.S., there's (laughs) soccer that's played here. Across the pond. Across the pond. There it is.
2: There it is. Uh,
0: And the Lamar Hunt U.S. Open Cup. Some highlights, some things that stuck out from the round of 32, I think it is. Um, Landon Donovan is the manager of the San Diego Loyal. It's a weird name. Uh, They come up short against his former club, L.A. Galaxy 1-0. Detroit City upset to Brandon's neighbors columbus crew two to one um our guys down south in statesboro georgia the tormenta they went two <coughs> nil against birmingham uh what's up keziah sterling raheem's brother hope you're doing <laughs> well uh tormenta is gonna face enter miami who uh they already played a very tough game against Miami FC, winning one zero which and... they
1: uh i was gonna say they didn't look very convincing uh, i don't know if you guys watched any of those games but enter miami Definitely could have lost that game. So Tormenta,
2: man, I would say watch out. Uh, That marks the first jab uh, that Brandon put towards Miami this podcast. No, it was a a fair jab. I watched the whole game.
0: Uh, Jab number two, when does Inter-Miami ever look convincing? Hey-oh. They um, might when they play Atlanta United this upcoming weekend. (laughs) I I hope not. Uh, Chicago Fire loses on penalties to Union Omaha. Omaha? Wow. Um, I didn't even know that Omaha. existed. Omaha.
1: They're cool. They Omaha, have a cool logo. I Omaha. think they're the one with the, the owls and they're like neon green and like gray. I cool. have to look it up later. Union Omaha. They have a pretty cool, cool logo. Omaha. Like you
0: said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but a worse loss than that one. Austin FC fall to San Antonio two to one. Um, Austin FC, though, I think they have one of the best records in MLS, so their fans thing. What do you guys, are they actually good this year?
1: Their fans banter on uh, on Twitter is so funny. They think like they're the best thing since sliced bread or the wheel or whatever. Uh, maybe this brings them back to reality. I don't know if they played a first team or second team, and I could really care less. Um, they are good, though. They are a good
2: soccer team. The good team.
0: I'll take y'all's word for it. We had them hyped up about a month ago. One of our First episodes, we talked about the the hype being real in Austin. So they had a fiery start. Can they make it to the whole season? We'll see. The summer is long and hot in Austin. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind. Uh, San Jose, after firing their head coach, they bounce back and win 5-0 in their game. Greenville loses an extra time to Charlotte, who advances. uh, Both Orlando City and Phoenix Rising win 2-1. And our guys up in Kennesaw this time, not at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, they beat the Chattahooligans 6-0. Notably with a left-footed banger by our guy Dom Dwyer uh, looking to, again, stake his claim for what is currently an empty spot up top left by Joseph Martinez. Maybe Dom can find some form and uh, salvage Joseph's uh, absence. Well, some transfer rumors from around the MLS. Brandon, what's going on in the MLS? Um,
1: I guess Vela's going to re-sign with LAFC, is that right? Um citing Fox sports here um, that the deal is as good as done. Wow. That'd be a really great re-signing, I think for LAFC. They do not want to lose that guy. Um, So huge, if true, Um, but it's going to be, the contract is going to be about through the 2023 season is what Doug McIntyre suggests or estimates. So um, yeah, that's, that's really good for LAFC.
0: And it sort of feels like at this point, you know, like where would he go if not in L.A.? I mean, I don't think he's going to want to find himself back in Mexico. I don't know if Europe is really the fit anymore. So, I mean, L.A. fans have got to love him. He surely has got to want to stay in LFC. So I feel like this deal makes sense if it's true. Um, But at this point, it seems like we're getting pretty good reporting on it. So 2023, Carlos Vela sticking around for the Angel City. Um, but Atlanta has reportedly shown interest in forward Matthew Hoppe. I think he gets a special designation though, since he's under 22. So he wouldn't get that designated player status. Um, but one of our old friends, uh, he might be coming back to Atlanta United. will, won't, won't he?
2: Yeah, Steve, do you
1: want to go over this one?
2: Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Go Rocco Rios uh support Brad Guzan um posting a picture of himself in the hospital. Looks like he was a little bit high on meds uh after his successful surgery on his Achilles. Um yeah, we need some goalkeepers, right? So Atlanta United um is going to be loaning back in Rocco Rios. Um, his Instagram accounts has shown him traveling. It is a thing that is happening. Um, coming on loan from Lanus FC and the Argentinian um, professional soccer league down there. Who knows? Maybe he can break in. I don't know if there's an option to buy. That would be interesting to note as well. But Atlanta United is, fair to say, desperate
0: um yeah Cole uh anything about our favorite left-footed soccer player you know he's my favorite left-footed soccer player the guy being <laughs> Gareth Bale uh his contract is up with Real Madrid which has just been such a weird situation I don't know it's just I don't know why Madridistas can't treat him with respect anyways uh, there's some rumors of him coming to DC United these could be some baseless rumors. Um, allegedly, there had been interest between the two parties previously. But DC just fired their manager this week. So uh, some instability going on in DC. If I'm Gareth Bale, I don't know why I would want to go to DC. Ah,
2: it's a player-coach role. That's what it is.
0: Um, <laughs> Wayne Rooney 2.0, yay. Um, no, I don't see why this would happen. If Gareth Bale is going to come play in MLS... Just send him to LA or something like that. I don't know. I don't see him wanting to go to DC at this point. Um, but uh, goalkeeper Selena, what's his first name? Selena? I don't Gabriel his first name. Selena. Gabriel Selena has been called up to the Polish national team for their Nations League game against Belgium, Netherlands, and Wales. Does this mean anything?
2: Yes, it is panic button mode. Um, yeah, so basically that works. He's a 17-year-old goalkeeper, um, American, also Polish, a little bit of dual citizenship there, and has not declared uh, which national team that he's playing for. I don't think it's that big of a deal because he's not going to be declaring after this even. Um, but it's a message to Greg Berhalter, um, I think, So, which, which is a big deal. Um, Greg Berhalter is... Reported to reach out to Selena and his family this week. I saw on MLS.com um, just to make sure those ties are maintained. Um, I saw another little article that, um, that the national team of being the United States men's national team means a lot to Selena. Um, but we've seen this before. Usually with the Mexico international team, first player that comes to my hot head is uh, Jonathan Gonzalez, uh, midfielder yeah. for Monterey. Um, these players that just want to be on the international stage. And it's not like these players despise these other countries that they are tied to. So it, it's a professional move as well. Um, so interesting to see um, how this will impact the U.S. men's national team in the pretty distant future after this world cup cycle. Right.
1: right. Yeah, I yeah, uh, know that's, you, you really covered it all. I think like he's not going to play now um would he make the world cup roster take if you t- I think you take three keepers oh, there's probably three better keepers than him at the moment especially more experience so yeah i don't think it's this is a right now panic button but it is definitely a message maybe to force greg's hand a little bit to see does he get a final roster spot over horvath or you know, who knows? We still have time before then, right? But maybe he starts getting some caps on the, on the men's team this, this summer. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's definitely one for the future um, and definitely a, a storyline to follow. So we'll see.
2: Another quick note, I think I mentioned this last time on the podcast about uh, MLS goalkeepers and their relationship with the U.S. men's national team. You have a situation where Matt Turner is now going to be the number two at Arsenal and not getting game time and a situation where Zach Steffen, I'm not going to make a big deal about his mistake or in his recent game, but also a number two at Manchester City, just not getting game time. Um, Ethan Horvath is the other one that you're looking at, maybe at Nottingham Forest. Um, but at right. that point, if, if Gabriel Salina has gone out this entire summer, he already has five clean sheets. He says he wants 17, and the World Cup is in the fall, winter, November this year. It's going to be hard to leave him off the sheet if he's up in 15 clean sheets and potentially the most informed, game-ready U.S. goalkeeper to at least have a spot in Qatar. So I wouldn't put it past Greg Berhalter, but I also wouldn't pass him to not make a decision. That makes sense too. But
1: Yeah, and I want to uh, correct myself from last week. I think I said Horvath was in at Middlesbrough. I misspoke is Nottingham forest and they are in a playoff spot right now. So yes, yes. They're, they're a good team. And I think they do belong in the premier league. So we'll see.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have made it to the main event. The thing that we love to close out our episodes on, I'm talking about the MLS fast five Uh, gentlemen, this is our time where we get to predict the games scores, what we think will go down And we're really, really good at this. If you guys keep track, um, (laughs) not really, I don't think we're not really quite profits yet, not making any money off of these bets. Well, anyways, we're going to get started. Our first match is DC. They are taking on the new England revolution. Steven, who do you have in this one? Who you got?
2: Alright, so disclaimer, I'm not gonna be silly this time saying Josie scoring six goals. Okay, let's just I'm gonna I'm gonna come back down to reality and I'm gonna say New England wins only 3 0 with a Josie Altador hat trick against DC United. <laughs> I think last time you said Josie
1: Altador hat trick, actually. no. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> I believe in the new manager bounce, even though I think Tifo football said it's not a real thing. Um, but what do they DC? know? Yeah, what did those guys know? Um, DC United will win this game. It'll be a tough game. I think it'll be 2 1.
0: 2 0, New England Revolution. Uh, DC, I think, lost four straight. Obviously, that's why they fired their manager. I think New yeah, England. They're at the bottom
1: of the East right now.
0: I think New England finds a way 2 0 against United. LA Galaxy is a great matchup out in the West. LA Galaxy is taking on Nashville. Uh, both really, really solid teams. LA Galaxy is being led by the man who's on fire, Chicharito, uh, going against Nashville. Start with Brandon this time.
1: Oh, man. it's You never know with Nashville. Like They have been letting up some goals this year, though, so that sort of worries me. Um, I will go for a
2: 2-2 draw. Ooh, two-two draw. I'm gonna go, even though Chicharito just signed his first professional video gaming contract with Complexity Gaming. If that means nothing to you, um, don't worry about it. Um, I think he. We'll cover it next week. Um, I think he pushes through the fame and Galaxy win two to one. A Chicharito goal is a must. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, I think Douglas Costa scores his first. Is it his first Galaxy? I think he scored scored a goal. It's like a a deflection, though. I think he scored his first real goal. And I think Chicharito gets a penalty late. They win 2-1 against Nashville. Um, The third one in our lineup, Orlando, is taking on New York Red Bulls. That's a Joseph Martinez quote. Um, They're taking on Red Bull. Uh, This one's going to be a 1-1 draw for me.
1: These are two of the best teams in the East so far this season. Uh, I have not actually watched any Orlando games, so I don't know how they play, but I've watched a Red Bull game against Dallas, who's really hot, and they they didn't win. They t- I think it was a tie game last week, but they looked absolutely amazing. So I will go Red Bulls 2 nothing.
2: I'm going to go with Orlando 1-0 with the Human Octopus, tied league leader in clean sheets, um, holds the New York Red Bulls with a 1-0 win.
0: Nice. Okay. Uh, the battle for Texas is heart. You have FC Dallas versus Houston Dynamo. Uh, Steven, who's going to take this one?
2: It's going to be a 2-0 FC Dallas win um, over Houston. Um, with a, maybe a Ferrer goal in there, maybe maybe Palmi Call comes back up. I don't know. Spicy.
1: Houston's hard to predict. I think they gave up f- four goals two weeks ago, and then they g- gave up none <laughs> last yeah. week. And they also didn't score any, <laughs> so they're all over the place. But they're they're doing really well this year um, for being bottom last year. Um, man, but FC Dallas has good enough players to sort of just. Especially attacking talent to just go at them. I will say, did you say two nothing, Steve? I did. I'll go with you and say two nothing. I I agree ah. with that.
0: Um, I'll pump some breaks on Dallas and say Dynamo get a one nil win at Dallas so in a wave mm-hmm. game. Um, I think the Dynamo just pop in, say hey, steal a goal, and they get the win one zero. Yeah. Uh, the last one on the list. What am I thinking? I think it's going to be NYCFC. They're taking on BPAT's Toronto FC. uh, Again, that features two teams from the East. The former MLS Cup champions who have a terrible, terrible banner to commemorate (laughs) that achievement. And you have Toronto FC, who Brandon says is the team to watch out for this summer. We'll start with him since he's put so much hype on that team. Who do you have?
1: NYCFC has obviously underperformed this year, but Cassiano scored four last week. Um, they don't have the Champions League to worry about. So all of their focus is now on the MLS. So it could be scary, um, knowing that they can score a lot of goals. Um, hopefully Bob Bradley's tightened up Toronto a bit, though. You know, they just went and beat <laughs> the, the East's leaders. They were undefeated. Yeah, Philadelphia, uh, Philadelphia yeah. yeah. Philadelphia and Union. So that's true. They played a really good game last week. Uh it is in New York, though. Again, I'll never go against New York when they're playing on a baseball field. So um, I will say a 2-2 draw again.
2: Ooh. Mm. I like that. That's a good take. That's a good take, I oh, think so. Um, man, I was thinking 3-1, NYCFC. And I'm gonna stick with three one NYCFC, but I like that. I like that prediction.
0: I have no idea, honestly. When I have no idea, I think it's just gonna be a terrible game. So I'm gonna say zero zero draw. Okay. That was that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone, that about uh, wraps things up. Some closing uh, things to keep an eye on. So coming up, you have the NFL draft is coming up this upcoming week. Lots of Prospects on the board, who's going to go where, who'll be number one, who are the Falcons going to take at number eight, who'll be the first, first quarterback taken off the board. So many questions and answers will be coming next week on April 28th. The NHL playoffs are coming May 2nd. And here uh, we have a great thing coming for you. Our gaming episode number two is coming out next week. We'll bring in some friends and talk about the state of gaming, uh, games that have been canceled, announced. Everything in between, all the news and the gaming world. Um, and finally, something that we said before is a little bit further out, but we are all set for our trip to Nashville. Um, we're hoping to have some fun content planned for you guys. So make sure you are tuned in later in May uh, for all the things that we'll be putting out, maybe even hosting a live episode. We'll see what we can come up with. I know we're quite excited for that. Uh, but that about wraps things up here today on The Bad Fam. Thank you for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's time together, please give it a thumbs up if you can. It's free and it only takes a second of your time. So subscribe if you're not already a bad fan. We're trying to get to 100 subs by the summer. So if you want to help us get there, please do so. Don't be afraid to share all of this with a friend. We would greatly appreciate it. Um, And lastly, don't forget to get involved with the comments uh, down below or interacting with our Instagram there um, and our brand new Twitter account as well. The link tree in the description below has everything you need follow the links and that'll take you where you want to go but thanks again for joining us all of us here at the bad fan me steven and brandon Um, hope you guys have a great weekend hope you have a great day and we will see you guys in the next one until then peace out